Hello and welcome to Terrifying Robot Dog. I'm Jonathan Stark. I'm Kelly Shaver. And we're here to talk about how technology is changing the way we interact with the world. This week, Epic After Dark Wafflecast. <laughs> Buckle your seatbelts. It's, it's going to get weird. This could go really literally anywhere. Please stay tuned. Terrifying Robot Dog is next. Might have some earwax somewhere. <laughs> Delicious. Well, we're off to a roaring oh, start. Um, I, uh, I'm looking forward to complaining about my new computer for a while. Mm-hmm. We can do that for a while. But first, I would <laughs> love a These New Worlds update. I am eagerly, eagerly awaiting a printed, artwork completed, printed version of the game to arrive in my mailbox sometime Saturday morning. Oh, that's coming up fast. Mm-hmm. That is the coolest, like, to imagine, you know, like, we're used to creating all digital stuff, digital, yeah. digital, digital, and there's so many advantages and, you know, instantaneous free shipping around the world of this PDF or SAS or application or whatever. But man, there is something still that is so cool about having a physical artifact that's yeah, just, like, it's real. It's, I don't, I don't care if I never sell a copy of the thing. It's just, this is, this is a game I made and it's playable and some people have played it and enjoy it. And now I have this physical copy of it in my hands and the, the print and play version on the website has been updated to include artwork as well. So awesome. That's so cool. So tell folks where they can go to check that out if they want to get a sneak yes. peek. They can go to thesenewworlds.com. Awesome. I love it. And the revisions at this point, for the last, for the last little while, the only revisions I have been doing have been improving how easily it is to read and understand the rules. Mm. Just, the, just better explanations. But uh, yeah, the, the game is... I, I feel like it's, I feel like it's there. Nice. Does that, re- does that process remind you at all of like user testing when you're building software? Yeah, a bit like where just the, the sort of iterative design process where they have the user test the software and then they come back with the feedback and then, then we'll, we'll end up doing design revisions and, and adding features that they wanted that we never anticipated or sometimes removing things that, that we thought they would want that they end up not using. It's a bit like that, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I feel like I feel like any time I've ever seen someone use my software for the first time, I feel like I'm watching watching a like a monkey yeah. trying to make a radio work by hitting it with coconuts. Yeah, you just want to hide under your desk. Yeah, you're like or stand there and scream, "No, do this, do that." Right, right. Yeah. And I'm sure it's the same sort of experience watching people like read your um, read your rules. Yes, one of one of our one of our long term long-time listeners um, was kind enough to do a, a, some playthroughs of the game with his children and um, I guess they're y- young teens and um, sent me like an hour and 45 minute audio recording of it and it was it was really cool to hear to hear them when they start to like understand how to play the game and start to like oh I will figure out some of the little strategies and and things involved and and get into it and have fun but then there were also parts where they were going through the rules as I had them written at the time they've been revised a lot based on that audio recording mm. and um 
And and I'm just gonna go, no, don't do it that way. Do it this way. It means that. <laughs> it's just, I just like want to yell at the computer or hide under the desk or something. And it was, I I it was an amazing experience. And at the same time, it was a there were there were moments over it where I just wanted to like hide. <laughs> yeah, just head in hands, like oh, yeah. that's not what I meant. I have failed spectacularly somewhere. <laughs> But oh wait, they're, they're they're still enjoying it here. So yes, right. So Erica, I had a similar experience recently, where Erica created her first knitting pattern, mm-hmm. and she just designed this baby sweater from scratch and uh, wrote up the pattern uh, because they're going to sell it in the store that she works at, and mm-hmm. uh, she's going to sell them online also. And so she you'd had, think that okay, you'd think this would be more straightforward. Which? A pattern. Oh, it's... So, well, she was like, can you read this and see if it makes sense? Mm-hmm. And I was... And I had... You know, it's it's a, it's a one eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper printed on both sides. Mm-hmm. And I had, like, 10 questions. And that yeah. wasn't even the knitting stuff. Right. So it was things like... It was things like, why is this capitalized here and not capitalized over there? Are they two different things? Or does it, is it supposed to tell me something that one of them is lowercase and one of them is not? Right. Is this a keyword for something? Yeah. Or, yeah, that was, one of, that was one of the things I had to look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, it's great to get like, you know, a bonehead like me to look at. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you have that curse of knowledge where you know what you mean. You know? <laughs> exactly, So yeah. you're like, you don't need as much context. Uh, and, I mean, we've we've been you know we don't play games nearly as much as you guys do but we've played a couple of a couple recently and uh machi koro is one example and i'm like you could really take this two ways like this could have been written more clearly because there's an ambiguity ambiguity here that we just needed to decide like okay which which way are we going to do it and it's a it's a little bit i mean i kind of feel bad it's like well i want to play it the right way you know (laughs) but there's just no it just occurred to me, like, there should be forums for... I'm sure there are, like, There are, yeah. Gaming you go to BoardGameGeek. You what? Go, oh, go that's board, the name of it? BoardGameGeek.com, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. No okay, and in, in true After Dark fashion, I'm going to have to pause here for just a second, because Office Cat is in the room. Yeah, and I've got... I did not realize this. Both of my children are still awake, so I'll probably have the same thing coming up yeah, shortly. I'll, Office Cat, once I I'll be right back. Understood. I'll insert the uh, elevator music here. Girl from Ipanema saves the day. I'll have my after dark beverage. <laughs> oh, I had. I um, I tried a uh, a twelve hundred dollar bottle of bourbon over the weekend. What? Yeah. I saw that picture, but I. I, I no, you... that that was none of none of those were were that bourbon. Oh, okay. I didn't get a picture of that bourbon, but. And. I don't even remember the name because I tried. A it was that good. That you were smashed. <laughs> it was good. I, I I sampled probably seven or eight bottles, ranging in price from eighty bucks to twelve hundred. <laughs> <sighs> and it was this was at a friend's house, mm-hmm. um, not at like some event or something. But mm-hmm. yeah, I I came home and I I threw out my bottle of Jim Beam. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's uh, good to know. 
we had a bourbon tasting uh, at my my youngest brother's house about mm-hmm. within the past six months, and we started with the most expensive. We started with the almost most expensive and worked our way down to the least expensive. Yeah, because we were afraid we would ruin the enjoyment of the good stuff if we had swill first. And uh, there was a gigantic difference. You know, having having only in my life had maybe two or three types of inexpensive bourbons before ever. Hmm. You know, like you know, maybe some Jack Daniels or Jim Beam or Maker's Mark. Like the I, you know, not that they don't also have high more high end variants, but I, you know, I've only ever had the cheap stuff. The usual, yeah. Yeah, I was just amazed at the difference in taste between them. Like I, it was just way, more than I like like ever expected. Mm-hmm. The I can. It's like ah, now I now I understand why people collect these things and and seek out specific, um, you know, specific vintages and specific, um, you know, like like barrels and processes and, and things like that. Yeah, exactly. It's like why? I mean, why? I think mm-hmm. people are more used to that kind of conversation around wine, where like, you know, garbage. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. Probably so. But I'm in Kentucky. Right. Right. And but it's. I mean, there's really. Um, it's it's just as crazy, you know. It's just as significant. Mm-hmm. Like somebody sent me as a gift last Christmas. Someone sent me like a f- five or six hundred dollar bottle of um, uh, I'm spacing out. I think it was Macallan. It's like single malt Scotch, not not bourbon, but mm-hmm. um, and it was the first time ever that I that I had like a really strong single malt Scotch that. It was really strong, but not overwhelming. It, instead of having like, instead of like a punch in the face, it was like this smooth, like you just have a little sip yeah. of it and it just would unravel for like 60 seconds. You're yeah. tasting different stuff at different times in different parts of your head. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, what? Exactly. I got, <laughs> this is going to sound strange, but I got differently drunk on expensive alcohol than I do on cheap alcohol. <laughs> They say that's <laughs> impossible, but it is true. I was I was dizzy and I was lightheaded and I was in a good mood, but I had every bit as much mental clarity as I do right now. It was weird. Yeah, I, I I've had that same experience, and supposedly, like biologically or physiologically, that's just complete. Um, Not possible. Yeah, just just placebo effect or something, but. I am telling you, like, if I, and it's not necessarily cheap versus expensive, but mm-hmm. if I drink tequila versus bourbon, it's a different, it's a different, uh, J, <laughs> different J Diddy. <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm drinking, when I'm drinking tequila, I get really funny in, in a way that nobody likes, <laughs> except for the other people drinking tequila with me. But it's just not a mellow buzz, it's a very intense buzz. Yeah, I wonder if it's not so much the alcohol as it is the other stuff with it. Like if there's a different amount, a different amount of sugar or, or, or what all have the you. corn chips. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, maybe I'm allergic to tortilla chips. They make me very, very, very funny. They, th- I, I like think I'm the funniest <laughs> person in the room and won't shut up. Yeah. So I have to stay far away from tequila. <laughs> tequila and tortillas. Yeah, if I want to stay married. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, let's see, I, that, where were we going with that? Oh yeah, nowhere. Um, yeah, nowhere. Oh, I we remember. Figured, we figured out tonight why the, um, why the emojis in Skype are so awkward. Yes. 
Yes. So for yes. folks who don't don't know, we record this podcast in Skype. It's pretty easy when you just have two people to get a pretty good recording. <laughs> you know, uh, this particular example notwithstanding. But in the new Skype, the emojis, when you do like a smiley face, it's huge. It's like, yeah, on my when screen. it's the only thing on the line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and so you discovered like why it's so creepy. Yeah, because the emoji is bigger than your avatar. It's like it's life size. It'd be like walking down the street and there's a six foot tall giant emoji that just comes <laughs> up to you and is like, "Hey, how you doing?" Yeah, they feel threatening. They always yeah. seem creepy, like they're looming over you. Right. Right. It shouldn't be bigger than the people. <laughs> no, it's wrong. Yeah, it's wrong. Yeah. Not a fan. So. Uh, Speaking of quality of podcast, <laughs> I, I'm recording on my silly Mac earphone, like uh, your pod microphone. I started to say, I feel like you're recording on a different mic tonight. It doesn't sound it doesn't sound bad, but it doesn't sound quite as good, and it does sound different. Yeah, and so, well, and plus I'm in my basement, which is heavily mm -hmm. carpeted, which cuts down on the echo. But So I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, we're going to record at night. Um, I've got a microphone at home. I'll just do that. But I have got this brand new Mac that, uh, oh, wait, I can't plug my good microphone into it because it's got new ports. Not It's got USB-C. You don't of, have a dongle. And I, my I'm, dong I'm using a dongle. I left my dongle at work. Yeah, I, I have, I'm using a dongle and a hub. Because I have my, my USB ports on my hub are too big or too close together mm. because I have to use another adapter for my headset and everything's going to awkward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I bought, yeah, I bought this uh, MacBook pro a couple of weeks ago and I, and I kind of like, I was like, well, I'm going to get the extra fast processor and the bigger solid state drive. And you know, before mm -hmm. you know it, you're, you're up to three grand and I'm like, I don't even want this machine. <laughs> I want my old one to keep working. That's all I want. Yeah, yeah, and and this one doesn't process audio or video faster. No, it's not faster, and it, it's faster at a couple things. I will admit that mm -hmm. it is fa like Slack launches faster, like way faster. Yay. <laughs> yeah, yay. But I but I wanted like to be able to oh I don't know convert a podcast into an you know wave files into an MP3 like twice as fast. Nope. Mm -hmm. So, but that's not. I mean, it's just funny. It, it's like. I'm like, oh, I'm, I, I'm having this like inner turmoil. I keep telling myself like, look, this is going to be your computer for the next five years. So deal with it. Stop complaining about it and start, <laughs> right. start finding things that you like about it. And I'm like, well, I got the, I got the space gray. I really like that. And I really like that <laughs> if you have the plugs. This chamfered edge here is lovely. <laughs> I don't like the chamfered edge. I like, I like the air. I wanted an air. Yeah. I like the way it's the it comes to a point in the front. It's easier, whatever. Everything mm -hmm. I, I like everything about the air better, uh, except for it didn't work anymore. And the new airs just don't. They don't have enough ports. Yeah. So. You know, I don't. This is really weird. I don't even remember what happened to my air. <laughs> I don't have it anymore. Hmm. I got rid of it back when I was um, dealing with cataract stuff and couldn't see to use it. And convinced I would never be able to see to use it again. Did you like donate it to someone in the family? Yeah, yeah, but I don't remember who. I don't think my dad has it, so I don't know who else would. Hmm. I don't know where. I don't know where my MacBook Air went. This is going to bug me now. <laughs> oh jeez. 
do you, like, do those things have find my iPhone on them or whatever? Well, well I mean, I'm sure it doesn't at this point. Right. Oh, I remember. I remember. Right. I, I, I sold it to one of the dispatchers at the police department. Oh, well, there you go. Thank you. This, this is whew, crisis averted. I can sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a real quality show. <laughs> uh, well, we should uh, mention perhaps this is <clears throat> you better enjoy it, folks, because this is the last episode of season. I think we're on season eight. Oh yeah, is that possible? This is the last episode. Yeah, we're we're really going out on a bang here. Yeah, go out out with a whimper. But we've we've had like a lot of a lot of episodes lately about like AI destroying society. So it's time mm-hmm. for a break. Yeah, and we've had a rough week. <laughs> At mm. least I've had a rough week. I don't know about you. Um, um, I have a I have a child who's like trying through sheer force of will to create a snow day. <laughs> that yeah, I mean, you could pretty much say I have a seventeen year old and leave it at that. Yeah, oh, almost seventeen is hard. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm looking at when we're going to come back. Mm. And normally we do about a six week break. Yep. But I'm going to be gone. Like we would have a six, we would have a break. We would come back for one week, and then I would be gone for the next week. So I'm wondering if we just want to make a little longer this time and shoot for April 26th. Sure. And that would is that Gen Con by any chance? No, no, yeah. that's 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 running away to New England. I might stop by your house one day. Oh yeah, yeah, cool, sweet, that'd be good. So what do we say? April twenty sixth. Mm-hmm. We'll be back and better than ever. Yeah, it'll be about seven weeks. So. Yeah. Works for me. I don't promise better than ever. Now we have to live up to. Yeah. <laughs> have you had, have we had anything interesting tech related happen to us this week? Well, I, I've got a nerdy thing that I want to talk about, but it's not really tech-related, okay. which is... No. Um, all I really want to talk about is the Umbrella Academy. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. You know, I heard you say it was really good. Mm-hmm. Brandon said it was really good. I've heard other people say it was really good. Mm-hmm. Richard watched it and said it was just okay, yeah. which is weird because Richard likes everything sci-fi and fantasy. So it's so here's the thing. Um, mm-hmm. It's the thing that I, I, I a few people that I've talked to that really like it, and they all kind of say the same thing, which is, and I don't usually like superhero stories. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like on the surface, it's like, oh, it's this superhero, you know, Fantastic Four, blah blah blah, you know, Justice League thing. Yeah, but yeah. I watched the I watched the previews and I thought, oh, that kind of looks like X Men. Yeah. And Richard said, no, actually, it's more like Heroes. If you remember Heroes, I did not see Heroes, but I believe that. <clears throat> yeah, I, just from the trailer of Heroes. Yeah, I watched one or two episodes of Heroes and couldn't get into it. So. Did Richard watch the whole season and he didn't dig it? It wasn't that he didn't dig it. He just didn't think it was the the amazing awesomeness that everyone else is saying it is. Interesting. So the the the. This is not total non-spoiler, but it's more about. There's a couple of things that it kind of that that are good in a cheating kind of way, mm-hmm. like the acting is great, which is kind of cheating. It's like not saying that the story is that great, but the acting is just so engrossing, mm-hmm. uh, and the cinematography is amazing for a TV show. It's just like I, I spend a lot yeah, of yeah. Netflix is good at that. It's really good. Um, and they, and they, and it's a, it's a, it's like a beat slower pace than I'm used to, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. because they're just letting the visuals sink in. Like they let it sink in and it's like, it's, you know, there's action and stuff like that, but there's really not that much action and they don't really, not that much superhero stuff, really. It's more about mm-hmm. the, it's more about the, um, like the relationships and the character dynamics. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like, you know, it's seven orphans all born on the same day from different immaculate conceptions who get adopted by a mad scientist type who um, is just, a, you know, this is all, this all happens the first five minutes, not right. a spoiler. Yeah, this is in the trailer. Okay. So, so like the, so, and they, they all basically hate the dad because he's a jerk mm-hmm. and, um, and like they all, dysfunctional family of superheroes coming together to save the world. Exactly. But the save the world part doesn't happen for a while. Right. So it's a, a lot of them like just sort of getting back together. And each, you know, each character, each superpower and each personality is super distinct. Uh, so it's, it's really more like, honestly, it's more like, I don't know, Dallas. <laughs> if you remember that, I just started to say, aren't they coming back for a funeral at first? Yeah, that's the first show. They yeah. come, the, it's like like the big chill superhero edition, right? Yeah, the 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 dad dies under maybe mysterious circumstances, maybe mm-hmm. not, and that um, dies unexpectedly. Anyway, let's put it like that. And so they all get back together. They've been estranged for years. They haven't done anything together for years. They don't get along. They don't. They're not in contact. So it's all. Yeah. It's all that like. It's like, yeah, like big, it's like Thanksgiving reunion of dysfunctional yeah. superheroes. And I just loved it. I thought it was great. There's time travel. Again, not a spoiler happens in the first episode. Um, and they, they do a pretty, time travel is a very dangerous thing to do in a, a show. Right. It's so easy to, to um, get lazy with it and just blow the whole, st- it's like, okay, so now none of these episodes matter because they're just going to change everything the next episode, you know, like... Right, and next thing you know, you wake up at an inn in Vermont. That, was that Newhart? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Wow. I was, I'm like, D- she cannot be talking about Newhart. <laughs> wow, that was great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, basically, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, or like whatever, uh, Bobby wakes up and oh, last season was all a dream. They're not really dead. Yeah. So come right. on, you paint yourself into a corner and then just like wake up from a dream or time travel. Oh, we'll just we'll just rewrite history. No big deal. It gets old fast. Like you have to be very very mm-hmm. sparing with that. I I thought it was I, yeah. Or you have to be Doctor Who. It's yeah yeah. <laughs> and they, even they like even then it's yeah sloppy writing catches up with you. Right. Harry Potter's got a one. One of the books has some time travel in it, and they use it really sparingly. Yeah, and it's it's well done. It's well done. It's limited to that one book slash movie. Mm-hmm. They explain why they can't do it all the time. It's Babylon Five did time travel well. I didn't again. They did again. They did it once. Really? They did it well. That's cool. And then you get something like like uh, Continuum, where it was just like I can't even I cannot even follow yeah. the plot in season three. I'm like. What do you guys even like? What? Yeah, I, I lost the thread halfway through season two. Yeah, it's just it's impossible to keep track of. So yeah, that's uh, after dark waffle cast season finale. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of good stories and cliffhangers and all that stuff. <laughs> so I have a, I have a we can maybe maybe leave this in maybe not but okay um I'm. Th- I would like to suggest, and Cooper would love this, 
if next season he does different music for every episode. Okay. He's like, or if Kira wants to do music for episodes or whatever, but he'd like to do different. He wants to, he's dying to do music for something. Okay. And I told him that I would ask you if you were cool with him doing like either the intro or the outro music for and like different every week. So it'd be. Yeah, I'm cool with it. Cool. So, so the dear listener will actually have something to look forward to listening to. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was impressed with the remix he did one time. First, first one time, I think. Yeah, so. I think we did. A, I, I think I, he yeah. did one. I think I might have used it twice. But uh, he did one. I was like, I was impressed. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just like dorking around in garage band. And he's got like, yeah, it's, he'll be very excited. So we've got, oh. we've got that to look forward to in season nine. Is it really season nine? Yeah. We're getting old. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll see if we can get some. Some illustrations of our robot dog doing entertaining things. That would be funny. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might see if Kira wants to, to illustrate bit. That'd be fun. That'd be great. Family fair. Give the kids a creative outlet, like there they need, like they need another one. <laughs> yeah, you know she's she's reconsidering the um the art major. Oh yeah. She was gonna she was gonna she was gonna double major art and math. Now she's leading. Leaning heavily toward uh, math physics. Huh. Man, if I could do it over again, physics is really tempting. Mm-hmm. To me, physics, physics is like, that just seems like the most fun science. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, I'm not into like gooey, gooey, squishy stuff. So like biology's right out. And chemistry just like smells all the time. Yeah. And chemistry is just, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a fan. Physics is like, yeah, and and you know, Moorhead State is one of one of a, a very small number of um, universities in the country that has the um, the Space Science Center. It has some kind of I forget what makes it special. Uh, if it's its accreditation or if it's the specific degree that it offers or whatever, but there's there's like three or four universities in the country accredited for the thing it does and. Mm-hmm. Oddly, our tiny state school in the mountains of eastern Kentucky is one of the ones that does it. So, wow, that's random. <laughs> yeah, it is random. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But my point being is, in conjunction with that, they also have a very good math and physics department. Wow. What is it, like? So. What is uh, <clears throat> at karate tonight? Mm-hmm. There were some kids doing math homework. Um, I'm gonna say this was probably a sophomore in high school age. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was sort of doing, you know, like doing the work, you know, you like write out all of this stuff. And I'm like, wow, that's not, I've never seen like whatever this kid is doing. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. It was like some new, it's, I don't know, it was like new math or some new way to do division or something, but it was like a different arrangement of the the elements of like a math problem. I yeah, was like, I wow, I'm out of it. I don't know. Kira's, Kira surpassed me in math quite a while ago. They keep... They keep putting her in more and more advanced math classes. Um, hmm. She just switched to another one beginning of this month. Jeez. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, I don't know. Because it seems to like a while back when she was in elementary school, she was learning it a certain way. And it was different than the way I learned it. And I was confused by it. I was like, this is weird. And then Richard just goes, looks at it. It's like, how else would you learn it? So I'm like, I'm like wait a minute. Do we adopt Canada's way of teaching math? I really don't know. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, so, I'm, I'm like super tempted I to. Uh, I, I used to be a big math guy, but then mm-hmm. uh, senior year, I hit calculus, and they made no sense to me whatsoever. Yeah, I was like a straight A math student until until senior year, and I just like calculus. I was like, I was like someone. I can't, I can't figure out what problem this solves. Like I yeah, can understand I, why geometry and algebra were important, trig, but what is calculus for? And like I sort of know <laughs> now, but at the time I just could not care about it. Yeah. I was like, this yeah, is I'm, useless. My my math education, I feel pretty cheated out of I feel pretty cheated in that regard because I did not have a good math education. Mm. Um growing up. Didn't um, seem to hold you back. <laughs> <laughs> That's because um you know, this, the the dirty little secret is computer programming doesn't require actually doing a lot of math. Yeah, because you've got a computer. Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there are aspects of it if you want to get into, like, AI algorithms and complicated search algorithms and things like that, sure. But yeah, if web you're development... To put, right. Yeah, if you're trying yeah, to push the hardware a, to the limits, then that's yeah. one thing, but... Yeah, if you're building a Rails app to show off some photos and collect some email addresses, nah, not so much. Yeah. Yeah, the scariest math you ever have to do, like, in a typical web development scenario calculating image sizes or date math yeah 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 resizing aspect ratios for images gets a little hectic it's like oh okay let me see but yeah you don't really need to know that much math no there's a lot of numbers but there's a lot of numbers but there's not a lot of math yeah the secret's out (laughs) i honestly i I saw something the um i had uh i think (laughs) i know what it was (laughs) this is so funny it's totally ironic but in, in the kids' YouTube, there's a kids' YouTube mm-hmm. app for iOS that uh, has filtered video, like, you know, a, a small a subset of the kids-safe videos. has no comments, no description, none of that stuff. It's just the video. And when you want to, uh, and, and there's some settings, but an adult has to set the settings. And the way that they prevent kids under a certain age from getting at the settings is they ask a math problem a math problem yeah and and it presented the math problem to me it was eight times seven and i had to think about it for 10 seconds 56 yeah i I was like well seven times seven is 49 for sure so it's 49 (laughs) plus seven it's 56 but i've completely forgotten like like multiplication swaths of my yeah my multiplication tables and and I've been doing, you know, I don't really do that much programming anymore, but I've been doing programming for the past 15 <laughs> years, and I couldn't remember what 8 plus eight, 8 times 7 was off the top of my head. Yeah, it's like like my my ridiculous child has her multiplication tables memorized up to like 31. Good grief. <laughs> like, who does that? Like the square root of, th- or the, yeah, the square of 31, 31 squared. <laughs> Man. Like, uh, yeah, I mean... Just before they moved her to the the class she's in now, she was like sneaking Richard's college calculus textbook to school. <laughs> Maybe Kira can teach me calculus. Yeah, I, feel, no I, I have this like, I have this like, um, it's like a bucket list thing. It's like getting my black mm-hmm. belt. It's like I was on the track to get my black belt when I was little, didn't do and it, didn't. never got back to it. And it's just like nagging in the back of my mind. Same thing with calculus. Yeah, just I've like, thought about going to like Khan Academy or something and and actually learning math. Yeah, because I. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, uh, math or Khan Academy? But, well, the Khan Academy math videos. <laughs> hey, I've thought about looking into it, but it's just, it's one of those things that's like, well, I don't need it, and it's effort. <laughs> right. That's the thing. 
Yeah. Oh, this you you did bring up something though that reminded me. I wanted to ask you if you knew if you'd heard anything about it. The um, this is long and rambly. Yeah, <laughs> we well, edit a lot of this out. That's all right. Um, when you were mentioning the the YouTube app, what's the have you heard lately? What's the deal with YouTube going in and like they're disabling comments on videos that have children in them? Have you seen oh, no. that? Mm, no. Yeah. No. They... It, it, it's not all the videos with kids in them, but every now, but it's a lot of them. Hmm. And like it just, it was. I don't know much about it, but from from what little bit I've been able to he- figure out, it seemed like it was some kind of like sudden knee jerk response to some advertising something or other snafu. And I was just wondering if you'd heard anything about it. Huh? No. But that the the whole. I feel like the whole social media landscape, and I would count YouTube as social media, mm-hmm. is is going through a spasm uh, post-election, post-fake news, post-Russia uh, interference. And, and, and there's a lot of talk recently about breaking up the big four, you know, Google, Apple, Amazon, and Facebook. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and it's like, well, I don't know. I, I, suppose, I can't think of a way that that would be related, like YouTube censoring, not you see censoring, um, yeah. moderating or blocking comments on videos that have kids in them. But I can, I can see the, you know, with a kid who's been posting videos on YouTube since he could talk, right. I can, I can see why you yeah, might yeah. I've, want to I've do that. I've occasionally reported comments to you that people have left on his videos that were. Wow. Yeah, just like troll, like mean, yeah, just troll. like people being jerks, yeah, right. So, and you can shut them off, which I did, but yeah, you know that's not the default, and and it's probably not. It's also probably not in Google's best interest. Like Google, as mm-hmm. a, a you know wanting a lot of engagement, probably wants comments on by default. I would oh, think I'm sure that they, they would. Yeah. So right, so yeah, it's it's. Uh, it's tricky. It's like to find that balance where it's like more pros than cons. Mm-hmm. No, but I haven't. I hadn't heard about that. No, I've been hearing I, about people getting banned. Yeah, but that's more like um, you know, like like extremist wing nuts getting getting either uh, kicked off or demonetized. Or um, this was interesting. Somebody got kicked off of Patreon recently. For something they did on YouTube. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so so that's like uh, sort of a question like, um, and I saw an interview with uh, Jack Dorsey from Twitter recently where it was kind of like, well, how come these people have been banned and these other people haven't? And, you know, this, this tweet is clearly hate speech. Um, they're calling for violence, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he was like, we don't ban people for a particular tweet. We ban people for... a uh, a pattern of behavior and it's like okay well what's the pattern because because <laughs> the white house should have been banned a couple of years ago <laughs> oh yeah 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 they th- threatened nuclear war yeah right like that's about as bad as it gets yeah so you know that's a lot but that's the last thing they're going to do and actually in this interview he talks right. about that he talks about like um um, he didn't put it like this, of course, but it's kind of like different rules for certain people because mm-hmm. they're part of the public narrative. And if they blah, blah, some blah, 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 excuse, excuse, no, whatever, excuse whatever excuse you could come up with off the top of your head for the interview. Yeah. So yeah. it was like, okay. Um, but the, the, but Patreon 
for people that don't know is a way that you, it's a way to sort of monetize your audience. Like you, you mm -hmm. want it's kind of like putting a tip jar on your piano in a piano bar where yeah. you're like, um, Hey everybody. Um, I have this like podcast or I make yeah. these graphic novels. And if you'd like to support my work and sort of be a patron, you can go over to Patreon and like kick me a buck a month or something. Yeah. And there was somebody I'm not I'm not I don't recall who can't remember the guy's I can sort of remember the guy's name but I'm going to butcher it so I won't say it but mm -hmm. anyway had a pretty significant Patreon most of them are most of them are like pathetically small but um this one was like non-trivial like 80 grand a month or something and they booted him because of something he said in the press or on YouTube or just somewhere else just like they basically said uh, blanketly like you're a jerk we don't want you on your, our platform and kicked him off for something he didn't do anything on their pl platform that was so it was kind of like well wait a second <laughs> you know that I mean it's their platform they can do whatever they want I suppose and but I was like that seems a little you know I don't know I have I don't know I can kind of and kind of understand it because well I don't know if I can understand it or not. I mean, it's because of your audience that you're attracting on YouTube or the, whatever platform that the backers are coming from that they're supporting you on Patreon. So, like, if Patreon is like, okay, we don't want to draw in those types of audiences. We don't want those types of people here. Then it's kind of, I, I don't know. I'm not sure I agree with it, but I can kind of understand where they're coming from. Yeah, it gets pretty slippery pretty quick. Mm -hmm. It's pretty ideological pretty quick. It's like, well, wait a second. All of these people think this person's cool. And you know what I mean? Like, if they, right. if this person does, or in other words, put it another way, if this person starts being uncool, the patrons are going to leave. So it kind of fixes itself. Unless you just disagree with what this person's saying. And, you know, I'm not, it's, it's, it's weird. It's like, wait a second. Like, where are we going to draw the line there? And I just feel like that, I feel like that's been coming up a lot lately where where how we're using the platforms is really people are you know there's enough history now that you can kind of look back and be like well, okay is this making the world a better place or not right. <laughs> you know or or the opposite I just want MySpace back can we just <laughs> get back to MySpace There was a, a story in the I feel like it was the recent past but my sense of time is completely screwed up where I think the way it works is that if somebody is identified by someone as a terrorist, then like Visa, MasterCard, American Express, and all those all the sort of banking credit card people yeah. can just like freeze their accounts drop and them. drop yeah. them. I seem to remember like PayPal doing this. PayPal's done it, yeah. And, you know, like sort some... of cut off funding to somebody you... You know, you know, in extreme cases, like okay, that's probably a net good for the world. But if you get someone who's just like promoting ideas that you don't like, and I don't know, I, I it, yeah, ugh. I mean, there's there's a line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like sometimes it legitimately is good. Like like PayPal freezes the assets. Of, I think it's like a. It was like a KKK or some other sort of white supremacist group. I thought it was. I thought it was a Fox News type. I thought it was just someone who's an extreme right wing. 
you know, the the incident. We could be thinking about separate different probably, incidents yeah, too. Probably. Incidents, 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 incidents. Or we could both be making it up. We could be, yeah. <laughs> That's all right. We're not real. No, I'm an AI, exactly. an AI that doesn't know math. So, what should people do in mm-hmm. the interim while they're waiting with bated ears? Waiting with bated ears. B- um, bated they ear should breath. Probably, they should probably go, <laughs> go print out these new worlds and play it. Good um, one. Good yeah, one. They could do, they could do that. Um, I have another couple of another another idea or two in development as well. So yeah, I was gonna. I didn't fun. know if you wanted to bring that up, or is it too soon? I, I don't think it's too soon. Other than to say that I'm hoping to turn this into a into a thing. Um, you know, possibly a financial thing, maybe not, maybe just a creative thing. But I want to have more than. I, I have ideas, and I want to make them into little realities. <laughs> and um, sometimes I want those little realities to be free, download it, print it out, here you go. And, and sometimes I might be like, mm, no, this makes more sense to buy a physical copy of the thing. Yeah, really um, flesh it out. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So, so the Shaver Gaming Studio, mm, in web, fact. Website, website forthcoming. Um, nice. You know, I'm, I'm trying to convince Richard that we need to, like, file the DBA and do it all under his business stuff since he deals with you know, video game things and stuff anyway. So oh, That makes sense. Game studio, here I come. Mm-hmm. Very cool. What about some what What about some required reading? Required reading. Let me. I feel like I feel like uh, Neuromancer needs a reread now. With uh, Think so, yeah, with all the AI stuff happening now, like like, I mean, I. It's been a long time since I read that. Yeah, we could do a um, we could do a TRD book club on it. On return, that'd be good. Give people a long time to read it. What did we yeah. read? We've read. Um, I still haven't. I haven't read nineteen eighty four. Here's one. March twenty sixth, the next Expanse novel comes out. No way. Yep. March twenty sixth. That's not that far away. That's a tough one, though. I feel like if we do that, then it's like. No, we we can't do that one for the podcast because yeah. people who aren't up to date on it would on have the to whole go series. read the other exactly. seven books first. Exactly. And while they are good enough that you could totally start now and sit down and binge read seven in a row, that's, that's a, a lot. That's a that's a lot to expect someone to take that much time off work. But it is so good. Yeah. What is there's some classics that I just saw a list of um, top. I searched for a list of top dystopian novels, mm-hmm. and. Brave New World was right right up there. Yes. But we just read that. I have not yes, read 1984. Oh, 1984. 1984 is pretty good. Uh, Fahrenheit 451 was up there. Yeah, that was also good. Kira Kira did both of those her freshman year. Um, and so I read them as well so we could talk about them and discuss them before she had to write big papers and things because it was her, it was her first really quote-unquote advanced literature class that she'd taken. So. Nice. Who was... Wasn't Bradbury was four fifty one? Yes. And then what was it? There was another Orwell. Huxley novel. Another, um, other than Brave New World. Yeah, I feel like there was another one that was really a big deal, or maybe it was Orwell. Orwell had nineteen eighty four, and he had Animal Farm. Animal Farm. That was the other one. Mm-hmm. Never read it. I didn't read any of these in high school. We did like in my high school. It was like very much like prepping us for the SATs were like a college prep yeah. high school that I went to. 
So Kira we, takes her ACTs Tuesday. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. But we just, like, all of our, our entire curriculum was revolved around vocabulary words. Mm. That was it. Just vocab. <laughs> vocab. Uh, cool. So let's see. So it's a bunch of good things you could read. How else could people mm-hmm. entertain themselves in the hiatus? <laughs> <laughs> you could watch the Umbrella Academy. You could mm-hmm. watch The Expanse. The show's really good. 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 We've been we've been self medicating um, our our need for <laughs> need for distraction politi- from our, being our need for politics not to be horrible. We've been self medicating with The West Wing. Oh right, that's so funny. West Wing is like such a feel-good politics show. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good show. Though it's a really great show. Yeah, I watched I watched a season or two. It was like the it was like the polar opposite of House of Cards. Mm-hmm. Those would be funny to do back to back. Yeah, I I started to once once I I'd, I'd finished the West Wing the first time and I started to watch House of Cards, and I got about four episodes into it. I'm like, oh, this is good, but it's not a good follow up to West Wing. <laughs> It's super dark. Yeah. Super dark. Yeah, I'm trying to think. You know, I haven't I haven't watched that much TV lately. I haven't watched that many movies lately. I haven't I haven't read that much. I haven't. Hmm. I've been kind of a lump. <laughs> kind of a lump. You made well, a game. Well, except for the game thing. Yeah. yeah. There's that. There's that. Yeah. That's big. That's like a ton of work. And you already have an idea for another one. That's nuts. Yeah. Calling, you found your calling. Yeah, that that would be nice. Yeah. I don't think it's a very lucrative calling, but Yeah, whatever. You live in East Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, and it turns out I'm not the only game designer in town. Nah. You well Apparently, you must be friends with. No, I'm not. I I have no idea who it is, but I was I was on a a a board game design forum the other night discussing a game and like you know guy asked for feedback on an idea he had and i'm talking about it and stuff and he mentioned being in lexington and i said oh i'm in moorhead and he said oh i have several friends in moorhead and one of them is a game designer and i was like oh i, was like, oh, I have to, to hit you up for some more information and because it'd be cool to meet up with someone here in town and mm-hmm. i just i just haven't done it yet so wow what are the odds yeah really yeah well look giant the- waffle the oatmeal's making a million bucks every time he launches a Kickstarter game. I just want to like. <laughs> it's just it's just it it's it hurts so bad. Yeah, exploding I, kittens is not a game. I love the oatmeal, but exploding kittens is a it's terrible a game. game. I'm sorry, it's not a game. It's it's like a bunch of funny pictures, and the kids and, the kids love it, but they just look at the pictures. They're just like flipping through it, right? And like look the humor. Out. The humor is fun for like 15 seconds and then Yeah, I mean I dearly don't get me wrong, I dearly love the Oatmeal's comics, but mm-hmm. Exploding Kittens is Exactly. Yeah. It's just awful. It's, <laughs> it's like you just you're bored of it in 10 seconds. It's like mm-hmm. I'm not the best person to ask cuz I don't play that many games, but it's uh <laughs> yeah, a friend of ours that does game with us a lot. It was like his girlfriend got it. He said, "Oh, it's great. We loved it." I was like, I was like I, "We cannot dude, be friends." That's not a game. And he came back the next week. He's like, oh, "You're right. We played it a second time. It's horrible." Yeah, <laughs> it's immediately. Oh, you're just like over it immediately. Yeah. In fact, it was funny. The only reason I have a copy of Exploding Kittens 
because I had bought it for a friend for their birthday. And I was like, oh, because it seemed like the kind of game they would like. Yeah. And like so, I brought it out and we we're playing. It's like oh, I thought I'll. It's like I thought I'll do this thing where I'll get the game out and I'll play it and they'll like it and then I'll say, "Cool, it's yours." <laughs> and we played it and they hated it. Like yeah. So I ended up like on the spot, like impromptu, taking them out to dinner for their birthday instead. <laughs> Oops. Wow. <laughs> like so. Thanks, oatmeal. I was out like an extra seventy bucks there. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's favorite thing about about exploding kittens in our house is that when you open up the box it meows, it meows. at you. Yeah, I don't I don't even have the meowing box. Oh man. Yeah. So did you speaking of card games that mm-hmm. were like a crazy like underdog success, have you ever played Cards Against Humanity? Uh yes, I have played Cards Against Humanity. You sent it to me. Uh, no, same situation. You probably hated it and I should have taken you out to dinner instead. I uh, know. I only hated it one. We have gotten many laps playing Cards Against Humanity. I only hated it one time, and that was the time I played it with Kira. And it was just because it made me feel like the worst parent in the world. <laughs> I've, I have a copy. I've never. Op- I don't think I've opened the box. Mm-hmm. I just liked the idea of it, and it was so like sort of iconoclastic and like ironic and like. And then- I- I just don't. You have to really be. I have to really be in the mood for it. But and, and actually, I just just bought. Um, they have another one out called Cards Against Muggles, which is a <laughs> Harry Potter themed one. And I just bought those for a friend last weekend for her birthday. Because um, <laughs> I knew for a fact that she did want that one. Um, different friend. <laughs> I have more than one. Um, I have like. Four. Oh, that's a funny anyway. idea. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, it's. It's like I, the only time I hated the game was when I played it with my with my kid, because yeah. um, it's not a not a not a family game, yeah. um, and it's like my I was talking to my friend and she's recently played it with her teenagers and said the same thing. It's like, and like her oldest, who's twenty you something, know, married, was there and he's like, and they were talking about like, well, do we take these cards out before we play with such and such younger teen or do we leave them in? And and the oldest son is like, well, I guarantee you he already knows what all of these mean. He goes, yes, but I don't want to know that he knows. Yes, I don't want to be looking across the table <laughs> yeah. at someone who knows. Now I know he knows, and he knows exactly. I know that he knows. That sounds very awkward. he knows that I know that he knows. And yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so. fair warning. Yeah, it's, it's playing it with your teenagers is eye-opening in yeah. lots of uncomfortable ways. That'd be like playing truth or dare with your kids. Right. <laughs> that is a definite no. That is a hard pass. No, thank you. <laughs> it's like, dare, dare, dare. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. All right. So we've given, I think, people a ton of great, great <laughs> suggestions Just about... Really wonderful things. Yes, to um, how to pass the time during the long seven-week drought. Yeah, small card game not made by me. That, that um, in fact, I was late to getting here because we were playing One Deck Dungeon, which is Ooh. a game that we like so much we bought four decks. <laughs> I can't, It's funny how, like, the, like, the name is so evocative. It, like, makes... It, like, Makes me think I'm gonna like it, even though I don't know what it is. It's a, it's mostly a dice game. <laughs> it's a deck of cards and a bunch of dice. They and zagged on me. Yeah. I thought you were gonna. Yeah, say. they did. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a dice game. Huh. 
it's a, a dice rolling dungeon crawl where you're going through this deck of cards that make up the dungeon. I, I'm always, I probably wouldn't follow through with this, but I, I mm-hmm. always feel like I want to recapture the Dungeons and Dra- Dragons experience from my junior high days, but mm-hmm. with less of all of the stuff. Okay, There's you so need to buy Gloomhaven. Stuff. Gloomhaven? Gloomhaven. Yeah, you love that one. I love that one. It's I've played it I've played it over sixty times since the end of July. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Ah, uh, it is it's it's come down on it's come down some in price. It's on Amazon right now for about a hundred bucks. Huh. You're you get a tw- like twenty five pounds of board game in a big box, <laughs> and there's a couple of hundred hours of unique play content in there, and it's infinitely replayable. And it's it's a dungeon crawl <laughs> that does not require you to have a DM, and that scales really well regardless of the player count. Like I think between like one and four people. You can play by yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm down. I see that gives me all because that's like that because sometimes you like I won't get addicted to it. It'd be harder for me to get addicted to it if I always have to find somebody else who wants to play. Yeah. So it's like if you can get addicted to it by yourself, and then like maybe like oh you guys you I know tell you what you should go twenty bucks buy yourself a copy of Tabletop Simulator and Richard will happily play Gloomhaven with you. Tabletop Simulator. Oh, yeah, it's the a, software it's to app. do like remote. Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But still, and, it's and the scheduling and the. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, I I will do that, but it, it's still like I love that, that you can do it. Do it like. Right. I yeah. mean, it's nowhere near as satisfying as having the physical game in front of you with all the miniatures and things. Sure. But it's a it's a good way to try out a game and see if you like it before you drop a hundred bucks on it. So. Yeah. All right. I'll try that. I mean, you raved about it, so. I mean, we it's, have, a, and, and an we do, game. yeah, and we do need, we definitely need more games in our routine. Like, we're definitely, like, like we're pretty, you know, we're mm-hmm. not anti-screen at all. And even I am getting to the point where it's like, all right. <laughs> I'm just getting tired of screens. I'm not anti-screen. I'm just bored I'm with just them. Just bored, right? I'm bored. Yeah. You know, and the the kids aren't bored, but. I can see that they're about to be bored. They're like, mm-hmm. eh, there's nothing on. There's nothing on yeah. YouTube. <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and they love yeah. playing games. Like, every time I say, like, mm-hmm. hey, let's play a game, they, like, jump at it. They, like, totally yeah. want to. Well, Gloomhaven is not short. It takes about, it'll take about two hours to play mm-hmm. one game, and there's a fair bit of setup involved. Okay. So you have to, like, you have to be willing to dedicate some time to doing it. All right. So do, but so it plays it does incredibly me- well. Indulge me okay. before we, before we wrap up and like like okay. put everyone out of our misery or their <laughs> put us out of their misery. Okay. Um, what what's the what's the uh, deal with what do you say one deck dungeon? Mm-hmm. Can you first question? Can you play alone? You can play alone. Okay. What's a typical length? Game? Typical length. Um, we were playing it tonight and we were done. We did two player and we were done in about I'd say about an hour. Okay, and is it is it, it? But it's a dungeon crawl. It's a it's a dice rolling dungeon crawl. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you 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 lay out cards from this deck. Do it like lay out four cards, and that represents your 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 space in the dungeon. And you go through and you explore the cards, and you resolve whatever conflicts are on them using dice that you get based on your character and abilities you've collected as you go through the dungeon. 
No, they're all six siders actually. They're different colored six siders, and you have to get specific colors for certain things and and what have you. And um, and then yeah, and you def- defeat those rooms. And as you go through, you like when you def- when you defeat a card, you get to you can either stash it for XP that'll let you level up to get more abilities, or you can you can add the item on the card to your character, like it gives you you know basically giving giving you another die or another heart for health or you can take whatever like some kind of special ability like so re-roll or like spend a yellow die to roll three pink dives or something like that and then you just and so your character so your character is improving as you go through the dungeon and um yeah you just you work your way through the deck a couple of times until you get to until you've done three levels of the dungeon and then there's a big boss fight at the end and, and that's that <laughs> cool all right, cool. So, so we, I'll report back mm-hmm. when we are back from our big break, and uh, let everybody know you and everyone know what the experience of both. I'm going to get both of those. Okay. And try them both out. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. One deck dungeon is a very lightweight and much shorter game, and Gloomhaven is a serious, like serious, heavy dungeon crawl. Like literally, it's 25 yeah. pounds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like like I'm picking up Gloomhaven. Does anyone have any advice? Like, yeah, lift with your knees. <laughs> Perfect. All right, cool. We should we should kill this. Yeah, we should <laughs> have fun editing. <laughs> lift with your knees. Oh, I'm not editing anything. Okay. No, I'm putting music on, and we're good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. That's it for this week. I'm Jonathan Stark. Kelly Shaver. And we hope you join us again after the break for terrifying robot dog. Bye. Bye.